welcome to Deeply Rooted Online, where women encourage women by sharing scripture and stories of God at work. Well, ladies, once again, here we are at Deeply Rooted Devos, and it's great to welcome you here. I look forward to hearing from Esther on this topic of hope, but just as a background, we're coming up to our Radiant Simulcast on Friday, um, June 2nd and 3rd. And in preparation for that, I was listening to Trillia Newbell and she has one little clip on hope. And that got both Esther and myself really digging into the scriptures about hope. Um, so let me first share with you Trillia's clip and then we'll chip in uh, on the topic of hope. All right, I know this is gonna say it sound cliche, however, the only thing that gives me hope for the church today is Jesus. It's it. He is the only thing that gives me hope. And it's because he's the foundation. He is the reason we worship. He's the reason we gather. He is the reason we're going to be worshiping together for eternity. So I have a great deal of hope because of the life, death, resurrection, and work of Jesus Christ. Isn't she amazing and so full of energy? You know, this topic of hope that she brought up, it got me looking into the word. And the first verse that I really connected with was Psalm 147.11. And I'll just read that. It says, the Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Now, you know, hope is an interesting word. And when the scripture uses hope, I got thinking, what does that really mean? So sometimes I say, you know, I hope it won't rain this weekend. Or for me as a Leaf fan, I hope the Leafs will win the cup. That kind of hope you can see it doesn't, it's not steadfast. It's not based in reality. It's something I'm really wishing for. So that's not the kind of hope that we see in scripture because God tells us it's a steadfast hope. It's a sure hope. So then I got looking up some definitions on the internet and there's a psychological definition of hope. And this psychologist named Snyder says there are three components of hope. You have goal-oriented thoughts. You want to develop strategies to achieve your goal. And then you motivate it to reach that goal. And, you know, that is a good way of having hope. I think it's a, a way I can hope to do better on my exercise classes or something like that. But also, this kind of hope can't be the scriptural hope because I'm trusting in myself and my own efforts. So the scripture I read said, it's God's unfailing love I hope in. So I think God's hope in the Bible is talking about depending on him and his promises. We know that Jesus will do what he's promised in this life and having recently had uh, two funerals that I've been involved in, it really makes it precious that we have a hope in that next life as well. Mm -hmm. So we can hope in our day to day, not wishful thinking and not hoping in my own efforts, but Jesus, we can hope in his promises and he's going to work all things together for good. Um, our mm -hmm. hope is in the future with him and in the day-to-day. -day. That's so good, Martha. 
It's true. So often we build our hopes on things that really don't have um, a firm foundation. But um, as you've reminded us, we can rely on God's promises because they're sure. And we can trust that what he said has proven in the past to be reliable and it will in the future. Um, I just like 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. That passage says, for all the promises of God find their yes in him, referring to Jesus. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God. You see, Jesus fulfilled all the promises that God made centuries before his coming. And when he came, he did exactly what God had promised that he would do. He became our savior to pardon us from our sins. And he paid that penalty on the cross. And so I just want to remind you of a very well-known promise that Jesus made while he was still on earth in John 14 verses one to three. And this is what it says. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. I don't know about you, but my heart skips a beat when I read that passage because it's filled with hope. It's, it just reminds me that I have an eternal future in heaven with Jesus. And so we're going to a place that he is right now preparing for us. And so in these days of so many struggles, if you're struggling right now with physical pain or even broken relationships or wayward kids, in that day, they'll all be gone. The pain will be erased. Your heartaches will be over. And even those tears that you shed on your pillow at night, he'll be wiping away. It says in Revelation 21, verse 3 to 4. So our friends, as we set our hopes on the finish line, let us find hope in Jesus, our Savior. We look forward to seeing you um, as we look into Romans 8 with Trillia um, on June 2nd in the evening on Friday, and then all day on Saturday at the Radiant Simulcast Conference. And um, we will be able to really be blessed by her ministry, I'm sure. And we will also be blessed by spending time with others. And so we encourage you to sign up at hopeoakville.ca slash radiant. And until then, stay hopeful, hope filled, and stay deeply rooted in Jesus. Thanks for joining us at Deeply Rooted today. If God has been speaking to you and you want to connect with someone for prayer, email us at deeplyrooted at myharvestchurch.ca. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to receive notifications when new content is released. And finally, let's stay connected with one another and deeply rooted in Christ. Thank you.